Hey everyone, I'm Victoria. And I'm Micah. We're two regular mamas living in Texas. We have five kids between the two of us, and we're here to share what we've learned about motherhood and what we're still figuring out along the way. If we've learned anything, it's that motherhood is a wild ride. Hang out with us and fill up a glass because this is Moms Uncorked. Hey everybody, it is Victoria. We are back with Maddie's birth story, the last of the munchkins until Micah's ready to tell this birth story for baby number three. So I love telling the story for two different reasons. (laughs) One is because it is much less dramatic and traumatic than Charlie's. And also it was only a year ago, so I remember it a lot better. It's much more fresh and vivid in my mind. Um, And it went really well. I had a very positive experience, so... What had happened was I was due with baby Maddie on October 9th and after delivering Charlie like very traumatically, I, like I mentioned last week, I was dead set on not going through that same process. I didn't want to be induced. I didn't want to have all the interventions. Um, and I had that mindset like basically my whole pregnancy. So I was manifesting this, you guys, um, I did have Braxton Hicks with Maddie, like in in the last several weeks, which I don't think I had with Charlie. And I remember on the 9th, which I think was a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I have to look. I know that I worked up until like a Wednesday and then was due on a Friday, something like that. Um, but I, it was my due date. I mm-hmm. had done all the things. I was eating pineapple and drinking raspberry leaf tea and curb walking and having sex and eating dates and having spicy food. Like all of the things, I think the only thing that I didn't do was castor oil because I heard that it was super gross and that it could be very painful. Um, so I did oh, all yeah. things. That's not safe. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. It was my due date and I went to Target in the afternoon for probably no reason. I probably just went. And um, I remember coming home and telling Caleb, like, yeah, I think I was having a couple contractions in Target. Um, uh, They, you know, they felt kind of different than the ones that I've been having, like the Braxton Hicks. But then nothing comes of it. Like, they're not progressing. They're not getting any closer together. They're not consistent. And um, so it's a Friday night. And he he asked me, like, hey, um, like, do you mind if I go out with some, some friends tonight? I bless his little heart. So he, I love this part. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm so pregnant. I'm tired. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Like I'm not having a baby tonight. So you're fine. And so he leaves and it wasn't too late. I mean, he probably left at like eight, maybe nine at the latest. And at about 10 30, 10, probably like 10 o'clock I text him and I'm saying, Hey, I'm having contractions they're happening every, I don't know, probably like 10 minutes. Um, like, don't leave yet. I'm going to wait another half hour and see if they stay consistent. Because I didn't want them to like, you know, star and have, you know, five or six of them and then like them go away. Um, so I'm like, give me half an hour, but like keep your phone on you. I'm going to tell you if anything, if anything changes or if, you know, if you need to come home. And so sure enough, they keep going for like another 20 or 30 minutes. So I text them back and I'm like, hey, they're getting like very, they're very regular. Like they're not, they're not stopping. Um, you should probably go ahead and come home. So, okay. So he comes home and this is, uh, this is the part that makes me laugh because he gets home, I think at like 11 o'clock and I was not going to come home from having birth to like a messy house. 
and my house typically isn't messy but I like I didn't want to have laundry in the dryer <laughs> I, I didn't that. want to have dishes in my sink I wanted my floors to be like mopped so as soon as I know like it's going down tonight we're gonna go to the hospital mm-hmm. I'm like I, I have my list I literally had a typed out list of things on my phone that I needed to get done before I left And it was not crazy. It was like no dishes, no laundry, like mop the floors. (laughs) It was going to take 20 minutes max. And so he gets home. I think I took a bath. I took a bath. Um, So he gets home and I'm in the bath and he's like, you should try to sleep. And I'm like, no, no, no. I got shit to do before we leave. So I take a bath and just try and like relax myself for a little bit. Yeah, no. Yeah. And um, I wash my dishes and I like vacuum them off my floors and meanwhile, Caleb is asleep soundly in our bed. Um, so there was that. And uh, <laughs> we had already made the plan that obviously Charlie was here and he needed to be taken care of. Um, Felicia, my sister, knew that she was like going to be on standby if I were yeah. to have gone into labor in the middle of the night. Like she knew that she was going to be the one that I call to come over. That way I wouldn't have to like wake up Charlie and drop him somewhere. He would have just been able to, like, sleep normally, wake up in his own bed. Um, yeah. And then, you know, whatever, what's going to happen the next day. My in-laws actually ended up coming to pick him up and keep him for the two days that I was in the hospital. She was just, like, the nighttime, get here so we can leave person. Um, and so I tell her, I text her and I tell her, yeah, like, um, hey, we're going to go to the hospital tonight. It's happening. Can you be here at about 1230? I was, like, totally making numbers up at this point. Um, but I was estimating that we were probably going to have to leave the house around 1230. So she's like, yep, no problem. I'll be there. Cool. Caleb is still sleeping in our bed, soundly <laughs> like a baby. And I'm at this point, like my contractions were getting kind of painful. <laughs> and uh, in my little cleaning and my errands, I was having to stop every, yeah. like, you know, seven, eight minutes to like just brace myself and breathe. I think I even had my little like yoga ball out and was like, like rocking over it, all that, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they just kept, you know, they kept progressing. And what did they tell you that not to go to the hospital until you are having contractions five minutes apart that are lasting for at least a minute, and that's going on for at least an hour. It's like the five one one rule or whatever. Be- yeah, mm-hmm. because if you go any earlier than that. <laughs> If you go any earlier than that, they're, they're going to send you home. Like, there's nothing, you know, you're just going to sit there and wait. So I was, I was, you know, not going to go any earlier. Um, so yeah. I labored at home for as long as I could. I think my, or actually I know, I waited until my contractions were five minutes apart, lasting about a minute for at least an hour before we left. And the timing worked out perfectly because my sister got here and, you know, we, five minutes within five minutes we were out the door our bags were packed like we were ready I had to wake Caleb up I had to wake Caleb up like two or three times I want to throw that out there because he didn't want to get out of bed and he can hear me telling this story right now <laughs> uh, but I had, to, I had to get him out of bed and then he was fine and then you guys make sure that when your wife is pregnant that you keep your gas in your car because we didn't have any gas in the car we had to stop on the way to fill up because we were on empty. <laughs> Um, so we stopped for gas and, um, <laughs> Caleb was like, do you want me to get you anything? Like, do you want a, you know, a snack or a, a water or anything? And I think I just had him get me like some sort of, not a Gatorade, but like a Gatorade type drink, you know? And I am hurting. Like we are in, yeah. we are in the car going to the hospital. It's about a 20 yeah. minute drive, which isn't bad. And it's the middle of the night. So it's not like there's any traffic. 
um, but I am hurting. And for those of you who have ever like had contractions and been in active labor, it feels like something is like coming out of your booty. Like it hurts to sit down. So you're sitting in the car, you're like trying to lift your butt up off the seat. It's so uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so we get to the hospital, we walk in, it's nighttime, so it's not busy. We go like right into labor and delivery and, um, they have us like fill out just a couple, like a couple minutes worth of paperwork. And then we go into the little, I think we still had to go into like a little triage area for a little bit. Um, and I was still talking mm-hmm. through my contractions. Like they were still very bearable, but very uncomfortable. Um, and that went on for a little bit. I want to say that by the time we got there, that I was four minutes apart and like six six centimeters. Um, yeah. So they, they go over some stuff with me really quick. We didn't have to wait very long. Um, the room was ready. So I remember them asking me, like, do you want us to wheel you over there or do you just want to walk and I was like no it's fine like I'll walk and they were like yeah like you go and so I like got up and I just walked myself to the room <laughs> and I got into the I got into the room and um you know that the hospital they have like the peanut balls and all that stuff like in the delivery rooms so I go to the corner I get my little peanut ball and I'm like on the floor like rocking back and forth over it the contractions are oh. getting worse by the minute And it's now getting to the point where, like, you can't talk during them. Like, you're talking and you're talking and then you are stopping your conversation to just focus on trying not to die while you're having a contraction. Um, Oh, my goodness. I did that for as long as I could. I was dilating more. I didn't have an epidural yet. Um, The contractions were getting, like, stronger and stronger and stronger. And I remember one thing, and I don't even think I learned this at, like, a birthing class. I think it was more just, like, something I saw um, online, probably. And it said that every contraction, like, contractions peak. They're, like, waves. So so they start, they get really, they're, if, you know, if they're a minute mm-hmm. long, they start, they get really bad, and at that halfway point, they come back down. So you get through that first half, and then you know that, like, it's downhill from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so remembering that is, like, the one thing that helped me try and get through them. And, um, they had, they put me like, finally, you know, the nurse has come in already. She's amazing. Uh, my OB was not the one that was on call and they, they actually said like, yeah, we paid you the doctor, but she's taking a nap right now and she probably will come back in later to check on you. Like I was, I was totally fine. Nothing was of concern. Um, so you know, it was the middle of the night. They were going to let her sleep, um, while they monitored my progress. And so they keep monitoring me. I keep yeah. progressing. Um, I wish I knew how long it was before I got an epidural, but I feel like it was a. I feel like it was a hot minute. I at least want to think that I waited uh, like until the last possible second. Um, uh-huh. But I finally get to the point where I'm like, okay, give me the epidural, and the the nurse was kind of like, okay, like we'll give it to you, and like try and get some rest because it it was you know two or three in the morning at this point. And then I and then I was gonna have a baby, so it was gonna be like a very long night yeah. of sleep. Um, so she gives me the epidural, and I'm trying to nap, and and um, Caleb's in the room with me, and I don't know, I don't think he napped. I think he was kind of in and out like me. Um, the nurse is coming in every now and then to check on me, and at one point I pressed my little call button, and I remember saying like, 
I feel like something is coming out of me. And they were like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, I don't know. Like, it feels weird. Yeah. Like, I feel a weird sensation. It feels like something's coming out. And so the nurse looks and she, my water hadn't broke. And she said that like the water sack was just like uh-huh. really low. And like the, the word that she used was bulging, but I, that word kind of grosses me out. <laughs> in that aspect she said that, uh, yeah that's kind of a true yeah like, she I don't was know, like oh it's like it's the too. water and like she said it was bulging but it just hadn't busted yet and she was like okay like you know you're ready to go like let's call the doctor in and let's have a baby and so she yeah so she calls in the oh doctor and the doctor comes in and they're like okay so it's one nurse one doctor and they're like okay let's have a baby like I get into position and um I, you know, she's like, okay, like when you feel a contraction, go ahead and push. And I'm like, okay. And I pushed and she's like, okay, keep going. So I pushed, what did I push, babe? Four times? It was four. It was four times and it was eight minutes. I remember. So four pushes, eight minutes later and a baby comes out (laughs) and I mean, she was perfect and healthy and so, I mean, I I don't want to say so cute because really they're not that cute, but like so perfect and healthy and tiny um, and I got to hold her and I just kept saying over and over, this is so much better than last time. This is so much better than last time. This was so much better than last time. Yeah. Um, like everything about it, like the whole, the whole start to finish, like smooth delivery. Um, I advocated for myself a little bit more in like every aspect of the pregnancy. So I feel like that helped in the long run. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just so smooth and this like fun little tidbit is I, I delivered at a different hospital and I think I mentioned with Charlie, it was a teaching hospital. So there's 500 people in the room. Mm. Um, and when I say 500, I mean probably at least 20 is 10 to okay. 10 to 12 is what Caleb said. Um, 10 to 12 people, which is still a lot. <laughs> so we come in at this time. You were seeing, I was double, seeing double at that exactly. point with Charlie. <laughs> um, this time it's one nurse and one doctor and I think we ended up saying this after the fact, but we were both like Caleb and I were both kind of like, uh, like where, you know, where's the squad? Like, don't you got Caleb says like, don't you have yeah. your backup? Because it was so weird seeing only two people. Um, and obviously it was totally fine. It was just, it, they just did it differently because it wasn't a, a teaching hospital. There wasn't all these students around, um, mm-hmm. to, you know, be observing and learning. So it was very quiet. It was very like chill. The lights were dimmed. Um, and it was so short and fast. Um, I also think I mentioned this last time with Charlie. I, like, I had to have all the interventions. I, they had to do, they had to do the mm-hmm. episiotomy. So they had to stitch me up afterwards. And, um, this time nothing. Like I pushed out the baby. They said, okay, like you're totally intact. There's no tearing. They didn't have to cut me. Um, and I was like, I have no pain. And I was obviously still like, I'm, you know, releasing all that oxytocin. I'm like high on life. Um, so I wasn't going to feel any pain right away, yeah. but it was just such a positive experience. Like I felt so good. Um, and I was obviously tired because at this point it was like four fifteen in the morning. Uh, but like my body felt good. And I mean, that was it. She, mm-hmm. she recovered fine. I recovered fine. Um, like it was a very uneventful story. Okay. And I have to interrupt and say recovered fine. 
Like, I remember, I don't remember how many days out you were when I took you to brunch. Oh, I'm pretty sure it was like, like maybe a no, week. I don't even think it was that because I, I delivered on a Saturday. I don't even think it was a and week. And I think that, I think it was a Tuesday. And it was sometime that. Yeah, it was like the, it was like the yeah. day or two after I got And over. you, I can't, I walked through your front door and you freaking like bounded <laughs> like a little deer into the living room <laughs> and i was like you did not just give birth that is like, four so funny like, yeah we had some like, other friends come over and i was like, like climbing on my shit. counter and she said the same thing she's like uh you're climbing on your counter <laughs> and, you know two weeks postpartum i was like i'm fine um but i really was like i I had no pain coming home. Like, I stopped taking my ibuprofen when I left the hospital. I'm pretty sure I stopped taking it completely. Um, it was it was just so, like, so smooth, so uneventful, but so positive. I loved it. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I love listening to your story, Maddie, because it is just, like, I get like tears in my eyes because it's just like the perfect little, like it's the perfect birth story. It's what it's what like you think wants, will happen. You know? Yeah. And yeah, it's exactly what everybody should have. And it's sad that like we've had now collectively four stories between the two of us and we've only got like yeah, one of those, you crazy. know, and I even think about like a lot of my friends and they don't have that either. And so it's, I think it's important to, see the differences between the first and the second and learn and do all these things and know that you did make changes yeah. to get what you wanted. Now it may not always turn mm -hmm. out that way, but to hear, to hear your story of it, I just, I love hearing Maddie's birst story. <laughs> it's like my favorite. <laughs> oh, I know. I'm kind of glad that we I love have that you recording gave now. Maddie now so we'll remember all of them. I know. I do like that. <laughs> <coughs> Oh, I don't think I have anything else. Do I have a what your mama never told you? Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't remember what I said last Did week. Did your mom, how? What'd you say? Uh, I don't, you did say something. You did have a what your mama. I don't remember what it was. I can't remember. I think it was. I was just wondering if you, how your mom's births went, how your mom's delivery went. I don't went. know. I know, like I know that we were all vaginal births. I think after me, she had like a hemorrhage, um, but I don't, I don't really know. Um, I mean, I think the, like some, she never told me anything. So I think one thing that she never told me was that, um, like they're not all the same, even if you're the same, like I, my pregnancies mm -hmm. were identical. I had the exact same symptoms, um, like nothing, nothing was variable between my pregnancies and my deliveries were so so different uh, like what I did during pregnancy was different but mm -hmm. the pregnancy itself was you know they were both totally fine um, so I think just that like they can be very different um, just because you mm -hmm. have one negative experience doesn't mean you're going to have multiple negative experiences and I mean that goes vice versa you could have a like picture perfect delivery the first time and have it not go so smooth the second time around so just knowing that and mm -hmm. I mean, knowing that you just need to like advocate yeah. for yourself and do your thing. Yep. Yep. Well, I love it. And I love hearing Maddie's story. I hope everyone else will too. Um, if you are not following us already, hit us up at mom. Oh, dang it. Underscore. At mom's no. underscore uncorked podcast. 
uncorked at moms underscore uncorked podcast (laughs) i'll say one day we'd love to hear from you everyone i hope everyone has a great week